Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Transformation with Tara Sutphin. Tara Sutphin is the author of Blame It on Your Past Lives and Soul Agreements. Three audio CD series, metaphysical meditations, sourcing series, and sleep programming. Tara has also collaborated with Emmy Award-winning Shane Stanley and Marla Maples on numerous DVDs. Tara Sutphin is a master in the psychic sciences. If you'd like to find out more about Tara's work, upcoming seminars, and meditations to help you fulfill your dreams, visit her website at tarasutphin.com. Welcome back to Transformations with Tara. This is Tara Sutton. And my guest today is Rosalind Byrne. And she is the author of a book about horse whispering. And she's actually an engineer. And it's been really fascinating to read up on what she's she's doing with her life as far as very realist and yet here she has this amazing ability to uh, really study the human equine relationships and she's now giving uh, the translation services for enhancing communications between horses and their owners and so welcome Rosalind. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me. Uh, so you, I do- you I do have to have a very brief confession correction. I teach in the School of Engineering, um, but I, get, I don't get credit for being an engineer. I was actually not trained as an engineer, but I do, I do teach engineer. So yeah. if we can just put that out there so I can have truth <laughs> in advertising. Yes, the re- it's like the real world with it, such a, it is. an amazing, it like, is I mean, you know, world. you're really rounded rounded as far as bringing your uh, maybe spiritual, your intellectual, your emotional, your your physical all into one being. I love that. Really oh, I'm love doing that. my best. You know what's fun? We start, I start my classes at the engineering school with a five-minute mindfulness exercise, and it's working. They're actually doing it. So it's possible. It's possible to cross those what appears to be boundaries. It's actually possible. Yeah. So, yeah, so you wrote a book, When the Horses Whisper. Mm-hmm. And what led you to to write this book? Well, I was actually on a retreat in Costa Rica working on a novel that I'd written, trying to get it finished. And um, I went out for a trail ride one afternoon, and I, <laughs> a horse started talking to me. That's all, I can, that's all I can say. That's just the fact of the matter of what happened. I heard him in detail. He talked to me the whole way back from our trail ride. It started after I actually fell off of this horse into a river. And when I stood up, I was laughing, and the horse was very upset. When I climbed back up, he started talking about how bad he felt and how that had never happened before and wondering if he was in trouble. And then he gave me a message for 
the owner of the retreat I was staying in about his training, and I and I told her. She actually is the one who encouraged me to write because she said, if you tell people what you're hearing from these horses and how powerful their messages are for helping us to heal and become more aware, it can really make a difference in people's lives, so please, please do it. And finally, I just thought, this is what I'm being asked to do. I'm being asked to share this with other people. Right. So interesting. Yeah, that you had that kind of an awakening. It was an awakening. Yeah, an awakening. And and to whereas it was a bad experience, and you, like, turned that around. I I had two choices. I could either, like, grip and brace myself for something horrible, or I could just completely let go. And and for some reason, in a split second, I just let go and fell. And it was almost like the fall was a complete release and an opening and awakening to something new. It was actually very... mm, profoundly moving to me, Tara, when I stood up and all I felt was joy, just joy, like, rising through me. It's so interesting. I think it is. I think that's what made it possible for me to hear this one speaking. His name is Titan. What was his name? His name is Titan. Uh, he lives in Costa Rica, so we might pronounce it Titan, but it's Titan there. Oh, so interesting. So he was the, yep. Yeah, the pitchfork moving uh, you, moving you towards your destiny. <laughs> I think that must be exactly right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause I've never felt, you know, whenever, you know, everybody pretty much knows I have two horses. I'm uh, in the process. I, you know, I go back and forth, but I, I said that I was buying this third one. So I'm buying another horse and, um, it's very uh, interesting to 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 you know be be with them and to to know kind of their their patterns. And mine are are very well trained. They're all athletes and very much muffins. You know, they're they 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 would just want everybody to pet them and love them up. Is that what you, you know, mean they by muffins? Yeah, muffins. They're my big muffins. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. my little muffins. <laughs> They just want to, yeah, if they could cuddle in the house, they definitely would. Uh, yeah, because they're all about cuddling in the barn and uh, following me around everywhere. Right now, they're, I have a big barn and a big uh, uh, paddocks areas and uh, an arena, but they're, they have loose. They're, they're on 120 acres that is fixed. And oh, so they they're so funny because whenever I'm with them, you know, they follow me everywhere. Like they oh. have to, whatever our chore is, they're in, they're into the chore too. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, cute. They love, they love you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had one since mm-hmm. she's been very young and then an- another for about nine years maybe now. And so I've been... Uh, it, actually, this other horse has been my sister's horse, so I've known him for years too. And so mm-hmm. she said she had him up for sale, and it's like, ah, I'm buying him because he's ah. a great, he's the greatest horse, and yeah, and anybody can ride him, and he's just an amazing athlete. Been on the rodeo circuit. He's mm-hmm. a thoroughbred quarter max, and he's not the most beautiful horse, but he's the most wonderful horse. So, yeah, you know. one of the one of the horses that's actually been one of my greatest teachers and has made a huge difference in my life 
is not the is not the beauty is not the beauty one. He's the one nobody would pick because he's actually sort of funny looking, but he was quite extraordinary. So it isn't an important lesson that we keep having to remember to get past the surface to really know what's inside of a being like that. Yeah. Yeah, and being bucked off, you know, I've been bucked off plenty, not a lot in my life. Mm. Um, mm. The last time I was bucked off was, oh, oh gosh, maybe about um, 10, 10 or 12 years ago when they were doing the eco challenges. I um, trained 10 writers for the eco challenge. Uh, in the, the one that was for uh, New Zealand, they had to all be signed off that they had had enough. Or, uh, so many hours of horse experience. So uh, they Did rode the with had, me for the, yeah the for a year. Uh, yeah, no, they I would ride with me for a whole year. <laughs> uh, what's an eco challenge? Oh, the eco challenges were uh, Mark Burnett, who does I think The Apprentice now. Yeah, the show. Uh, he was he did all the eco challenges, and they they were endurance races. The Survivor uh, Survivor I think was his show too. So and these are these are endurance races on horses. No, they were endurance races of everything. Everything known to man was an endurance race. So, so oh. if they were like in New Guinea, it would be anything that's uh, has to do with the jungle or. And, and so, this particular race, they were all televised, and mm. so uh, there's a certain amount of people who would sign up for them, and and they would be teams of four on the eco challenges. And yeah, it was pretty popular uh, back. I, I don't know even if they were on uh, regular TV or if it was right after or maybe during Survivor. Remember that so, show Survivor? So here's what you yeah. should know about me. Two, two things. One, I don't watch TV, so I'm not going to know what you're talking about. And two, I actually don't know a whole lot about horses, uh, except for the conversations I've had with about 25 horses. So I'm not actually a rider. I can do a trail ride. But when you say buck, I think, oh, my God, I don't want to be bucked off of a horse. So you have to talk <laughs> yeah. to me like someone who I, I know what an arena is and a paddock is, and I'm learning, but I'm new to this. So that maybe don't give you a sense when I say, what's that? Why I'm asking you. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it, no, when horses, you know, I always feel that horses, um, once they're trained, always remember you know they're they're creatures that remember have a high memory content anyway and so they they uh remember how to be ridden you know it's not all about riding them it's a, it's about them being kind of pals with you you know you're part of their herd once yeah. you're invited in yes that just happened to me so i know what that feels right. like and that's amazing yeah, but when I was bucked off with the eco-challengers, you know, because they're all extreme athletes, you know, so I was oh. having to be really super athletic at the time, too. And I'd teach them Australian saddles, uh, English saddles, uh, endurance saddles, and uh, Western saddles and mm. uh, change them up. And I'd put them on all these crazy horses, the craziest horses around. I'd put them on to make sure that if they were in any sort of real trouble – that they would know what to do. So it was fun. It was really a, a really fun time teaching these people to ride because, uh, you know, we had to have squirrely horses here and there to, to, so they would know what to do in, in weird situations. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. I think I get the picture. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So it was, it was more of a, but they were all, um, 
it was just a, a fun time, but I got bucked off. Not anybody else uh, in our group got bucked off, but one I got bucked off about after about seven times this one horse bucking me off. And, um, and it was, you know, it's not a fun thing. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely, uh, champion you for, for turning around and creating it into an experience of learning. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we all need to do in our life. Whenever anything happens, what are we learning here? Yes, absolutely. Even though it could be painful. Yeah, because it's really wonderful how you now are, are, um, part of, uh, helping people understand like, uh, uh different languages really, because mm-hmm. all animals have their own language and it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's fun to, to know. So what do you, what do you feel is the most, uh, interesting facet of understanding horses? Oh, well, they're all different just like people are. They have personalities. They have different perspectives on the world. Some are really uh, very sort of basic, fundamental in, in what they understand and get, and they're interested in eating and eating. <laughs> and yeah, others and are very, very, <laughs> others yeah. are incredibly wise, and they're thoughtful, and they're, 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 they're deep. So the range is very interesting to me, very interesting. Um, it's as, it's as broad as we are, and I guess that's because they're genetically unique and they have different life experiences, different memories. Um, all the things that contribute to what makes a person a person, they have that too, just like we do. So that's one thing. And the other, the biggest thing, though, Tara, is that they can be very powerful healers for us because of their capacity to see very deeply inside of us and to reflect back to us what we're putting out to the world. So when we're willing, I think a horse can be probably in some ways our greatest teachers and our greatest healers. That's my experience. That's what I'm learning. Yeah, I I know that with... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Horses, you know, since I have so much broad experience with them that um, only mean mean horses, you know, when people uh, feel that horses are mean, uh, biting, kicking, is usually a health problem within the horse. They have yeah. really bad teeth, and, you know, we know how it feels like to have really bad teeth, you know, and we're putting steel in their mouth and different. They, they have very bad toothaches, or they have a back pain or, or leg pain. But well, look what he, we're doing to them. I mean, it's no wonder. It's actually people bad like that. Yeah. People get cranky. If people don't, well, okay, so just like us, if a horse has been either mistreated or um, in some way abandoned, um, 
they can feel the same way we can feel. They can feel agitated and disappointed and sad and depressed. Horses actually can self-mutilate. Now, isn't that something? If a horse self-mutilate, what does that mean when a person does it? It means that they're, they're sort of lost to themselves. And the same thing that can happen can happen with a horse. But, you know, when we put a bridle on them that has a bit, it's actually causing them pain. And when we're riding on their backs, depending on the person and how they're riding the horse, it can be uncomfortable. And their ho- their hooves can get infected. So, um, so I don't want to make it sound like they can get all beyond all that and become these miracle workers. They're just like us. But to the extent that when we're healthy and well and happy and content and we have our needs met, we can be incredible beings for other people and other creatures. I'm just saying the horses as well. They can be incredible beings for other people. So I, I guess I'm saying I'm agreeing with you, but I'm also wanting to say it's no wonder that some of them don't feel well. <laughs> they're, they're not in their natural surroundings, and we do the best we can, but, but sometimes we don't do as well as we might to take good care of them. Right. Yeah, I don't. I try not to have too big of opinion or judgment about, um, you know, like horse racing or, or some of the other things that have to do with horses because, you know, they're becoming obsolete. Horses are not as very popular and, um, you know, we're losing, uh, any sort of tax breaks on horses, any, all of that. They just, um, closed Hollywood Park to whereas, uh, you know, they'll be using horses for food if we don't uh, use them as recreation. So, oh, so I'm really, I wasn't even thinking yeah. about recreation. I, I don't know yeah. enough about that, uh, like horse racing. I don't know enough about it to make a judgment whatsoever. When, when I talk about not treating them well, I'm talking about, like, I know of a farmer whose horse got sick, so he put a, he put a gun to his head, and the, oh, farm, workers, the gar- farm worker yelled, no, 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 I'll take that horse. So then the farmer wanted to sell him because he thought, oh, well, he's of value to someone, but the, the worker didn't have any money, so he had to do labor. He, he healed that horse so deeply that that horse is now beautiful and strong and siring other horses, and he's thriving because he was cared for. That's what I'm talking about. I don't right. even want to discuss industries because I don't know enough about them to judge them. I'm just talking about my limited observation of, one-to-one relationships between horses and people. Sometimes they're like relationships between people and people where we either um, make a deep commitment to care for the other or we become disregarding and take advantage of people. I'm just talking about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I, I try to, uh, for my horses, I always think of what they would love the most and mm-hmm. and to to really bring them back into kind of what would make them happy, makes me happy. It's like creating atmosphere for your kids or for That's your dogs exactly or anything. Right. That's you know? exactly yeah. the point because they have, they have emotional lives and spiritual lives just like we do. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, yeah, no, I have one horse, my, my, the one that I've had since she was a baby. She doesn't like um, really where she's at right now. She just thinks she has too much freedom and she wants to be, you know, with me at all times. So she's, she's a little disgruntled, you know. And so how do you feel that you communicate with them? What is the, 
do you, do you see pictures? Do you what what what? How is the communication being done? It varies from horse to horse. In some cases, it's an image. So there was a horse named Amarillo who was cribbing, um, which I was taught means you know chewing on something that's non-nutritive like a fence post or something like that. And he and he wouldn't actually take in regular food. And he was getting very skinny and very sick pretty quickly, and the vet couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. And when I met him, I asked him if he knew what was wrong with himself, and he showed me a picture of a really thick, husky growth buried underneath his jaw, and I just assumed it was an abscess. But they couldn't find it. But two weeks later, it burst, and it was very infected, and they had to go and surgically remove it. So the horse knew, and then the horse knew how to show it, to me where it was and what it looked like. In other cases, um, uh, there's a, a horse that was very specifically asking for time to be with her foal, her newborn foal, uh, not to be put back on the trail rides because her foal wasn't well and she wanted to give her, her time and attention. And she spoke with me, I would say it was more I could pick up intuitively exactly what she was saying and translate it into words. Other horses give me very specific words, and it's like a conversation. So a horse named Judy, who I was with, um, said, well, now that I've talked with you, could I please have some crunchy? And I didn't have any idea what that meant. But I did hear her say, can I have some crunchy? So I told her owner that I would, I was thinking maybe she wanted carrots, and her owner said, well, she doesn't eat carrots. She went and got them, and she turned her nose up. I said, well, she said crunchy. And the owner said, well, why didn't you tell me? And she ran into the tack room and she pulled out a bucket of this concentrated food and she said, she can't get enough of this. And she just dove in and ate it. So she told me the word to get what she wanted. And I didn't <laughs> even know knew the that word. word. <laughs> she knew the word because that's what people referred to as. Uh-huh. And so I could hear her, I could hear her saying it. It was funny, actually. It was sort that's of like, do really I get a cute. treat? It's like, I talk to you. Do I get a treat? Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cute. Now, do you talk to dogs and cats, too? I don't. Not that I know of. But, you know, Tara, what's interesting, ever since this started happening, uh, I might be out on a walk on the on the local park trail, and now dogs seem to come up to say hello. And that didn't used to happen before. Uh, or I might be at, at, a, at somebody's um, home with their horses in the stable, and if they happen to have a cat, on a few occasions, the cat has come up and started purring at me and calling my clothes as if to say, I have something to say, too. So there's some kind of shift maybe in my aura or something that tells animals that I'm able to listen. But I, I don't know. I haven't tried. And I don't know that that's something that's my gift. I, I do know that I'm being asked to do the horses because, in turn, my writing is helping people around the world to understand about them differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that there's a whole equine language. Yeah. Well, yeah, as it. you said earlier, all animals have a way of communicating with each other, but also with their species. I think it's just a matter of time before we begin to see and understand this more and more and more of us realize that we can hear in this way. You just have to tune into a different kind of hearing. And you have to get the you have to get your mind quiet for all the other voices that are clamoring to be heard inside of your head and from others, you know, outside as well, and shift into a, a different place and then trust that what you're hearing is right. And it, I have to really work on that trust part. Sometimes I doubt myself and 
what do you think you're doing? But then I stopped that and listening. And about, about a couple months ago, I was back in Costa Rica, and there was a horse on this pond that I'd never seen before. And I wasn't paying any attention to it. And I was walking along the road, and he was following me behind the, behind the fence. And uh, Debbie, who went to the farm, said, I don't know what's going on here, but that horse keeps following everywhere you go. I think he wants to talk, which means that the horses know. Maybe they tell each other what's going on, but this is a horse I never had met before. Somehow he knew that I could understand him. Or did he ever have something important to say? He was very upset because he'd been moved from one farm to another and wanted to know if he had further upset his owner, what he had done wrong. And he hadn't done anything wrong. He'd have done everything right, but he didn't know that. So I said to Debbie, did anybody explain to him before they moved him to this other space why he was leaving his home? And she said, no, I guess nobody told him. Said, well, that's, that's a lot of the, what I'm learning is that they know what's going on as long as you tell them. But if you don't tell them, and you just sort of make all the decisions for them and move them around, sometimes they're very confused and very hurt, like maybe they're, they're leaving a friend or some other creature that they care about or people that they, they feel like they belong to and they, and they don't understand. So um, that horse sought me out. So there's something going on that tells these animals that I can hear them now. Right, right. And they are very sensitive to all that. Horses yeah. especially can be very sensitive. The dogs, you know, that you move them around, they don't mind as much. But horses, they're, they're uh, you know, I think it's their eyes too. You know, they see in prisms. And so they don't see like we do. Mm. And so, and so uh, mm-hmm. like a rock far away, they think of it as like a crouching, you know, cougar. You know, they have, uh, they, they're that's when they're, they're afraid because that's their survival instinct is to uh-huh. make sure that they move out of that, out of the sphere of whatever might hurt them. Mm. They're, they're actually related to the deer family. I don't know if you know that, but horses yeah, so yeah, horses. So they're very skittish, you know, uh, have to survive for, for any sort of survival. They, they, that's why they, they move, uh, you know, they move so fast to move, run from everything. <laughs> You know, there was a there was a comedian named Richard Pryor who did a skit uh, imitating a deer trying to get a drink of water, demonstrating the sheer terror so that every time the deer, as the comedian, put his head down to get a drink of water, he would, he would look to, out the corner of his eye and sort of stick his tongue down, try to drink while looking around to make sure nothing was going to get him. It was hysterical. But I think that's exactly what you're saying. They're yeah. prey, so they have to know that something isn't going to lunge at them, especially where, where I go to be with horses in Costa Rica. You know, you've got cougars living in the trees, you know, that can jump and attack. And sometimes yeah. that does happen even in the fields. There's certain kinds of primates that will attack young horses. I can't imagine what it would feel like to be anxious like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we're all part of the food chain, but you know, humans, you know, we're, we, we don't feel that way. So we're. Well, maybe about other humans, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I want everybody to be able to find Rosalind and find your book. It's rosalindburn.com. It's R-O-S-A-L-Y-N burn, B-E-R-N-E.com. 
and her book is When the Horses Whisper. When the Horses Whisper, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. And there's a website there's a website of the same title if they're only interested in the horse book, you can go to whenthehorseswhisper dot com. But if you go to Rosenburn dot com you can click on the free newsletter, which I'm trying to get out quarterly, which talks a lot about this work and, and about interspecies communication in general. Right, and you're going to have workshops upcoming too. But we need to take a commercial break, and you are listening to Transformations with Tara, and I'm talking to Rosalind Byrne, and we will be right back. Welcome to Transformation with Tara Sutphin. If you'd like to find out more about Tara's work, upcoming seminars, and meditations, visit her website at tarasutphin.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hi, my name is Cameron Steele, and I am one of the owners of Contact Talk Radio. If you or your organization would like to make a difference around the world globally, then let us help you get your name recognized around the world. Contact Talk Radio has been broadcasting around the world since 2001 and continues to spread uplifting, lighthearted, and enjoyable programming to people from across the globe. If you would like more information on becoming a sponsor and would like to participate in getting your message recognized globally, then send an email to info at contacttalkradio.com. Radio.com or call Cameron at 425-221-3646. Again, send an email to info at contacttalkradio.com or call me at 425-221-3646. And visit our website often for updates and changes that are always occurring at Contact Talk Radio, www.contacttalkradio.com. That's www.contacttalkradio.com. If you want to stay on top of everything that's happening at Contact Talk Radio, there's no simpler way than following us on Twitter. You'll know what shows are currently playing, who the special guests are, what topics are being discussed. The information is always fresh. You can follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash CTR Network. It's easy. Again, that's twitter.com slash CTR Network. Better living is just a tweet away. Did you know that you can rate our shows on iTunes? Yep, you can share your thoughts about the topics, the hosts, and the special guests. You can also leave a suggestion. Then, when you're done, rate the show. The hosts love your feedback, and others appreciate it. So next time you download a show, take a second to leave your thoughts and rate it. Welcome to Transformation with Tara Sutphin. 
Become involved now by calling 877-230-3062. Welcome back to Transformations with Tara. I'm talking to Rosalind Byrne, and she has written When the Horses Whisper, and it's a book about equine and human interaction, and we all know how I'm fascinated with this subject. And welcome back, Rosalind. Thank you. Tara, you, you said something earlier that during the break I was just sitting with. Can I follow up and ask you a question about a comment sure. you made? Um, you were talking about how um, it's important not to judge the industry like racing because horses are not as popular and and they may end up as being food. And... Um, and I was thinking, is there a possibility that maybe when more and more people begin to understand the capacity of horses for healing, that maybe rather than just sort of going from from one industry to the food industry, they can actually become very much involved in our healing. I think about how uh, vets are being helped by horses who have post-traumatic stress syndrome and I know of a group of girls who were actually, they were sex slaves and sold from their families down in Central America. They're being helped and healed with horses. I wonder if, as we learn more and more about the capacity of horses to heal, if maybe that can be their, their fate, as opposed to the, the horror. It made me really sad to think about that that could possibly happen. Do you think there's any chance we can just make a shift and see them differently? Well, I think with people like you, where you're making a difference. And so it it begins with one drip in a pond, you Mm. know, and then the ripples go out. So if, you know, if you, your work will inspire other people and people will hopefully catch on. You know, I, I try to always, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about human interaction really. And, and learning to work and and move forward in our lives and stop tripping ourselves. But you know our our animal friends are our gifts. And you know the plants. We just were. I was reading a um, article on on plant life and how actually plants have a lot of feelings. And you know we just don't give anything credit on the earth that every everything has feelings. So we we need to be in tuned and awakened to our lives. And not just kind of clomping through, <laughs> yeah. With with anything, you know. And I, yeah. we all know that you know cows and uh, sheep and pigs. They all have a lot of karma. And chickens when they come into society mm-hmm. because you know they're food on the food chain. And uh, you know, it just don't. You know, I would personally not like to see horses there. If we didn't have cars, you know, we'd have to go back to horses. So. That's true. You know, you got to be, we have to be really sensible. You know, cars yeah. may not be there forever. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a pretty good psychic, but, you know, because I never fell into the 2012 stuff or, you know, I don't like any of that. But, you know, thinking that we're, we're on the planet and it means a whole lot, you know, because we, the planet is just so incredibly uh, powerful, you know, the universe that we have to experience life as a gift. And the more we complain about things or, or think that changes really mean something, um, you know, we, we all have signs. We have to move, 
toward that. So, so when we are in, in touch with nature, when we're in touch with our lives, when we're in touch with our work, you know, our lives just become so much easier and, and, uh, happier. And, and, and people want to take, and there's, there's a whole lot of, of chaos that can be around you, but you should always be the center in this, in any sort of storm. You don't have to react. And that's with horses as well. You know, they can be just chaotic. People are on horses and they're crazy, you know, the the crazy horses. But it's just a little training actually with horses that they, as long as you tell them what you need and want, they are more than happy to be your best friend. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. All right. There we have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm voting that we all get back into, to, you know, just really just, uh, we're, we're pretty good with dogs and cats, I think, uh, in America. And, you know, we all like our pets, but, and maybe treat our pets better than other humans. But, you know, we have to treat other humans as well as we treat our pets. It's not, you know, it's all, it's all a, a learning experience. And I love that you're a teacher. Now tell me about, so you, you're a teacher of engineering and yet you have now found this, you know, really it became a hobby and, and every hobby for you, it sounds like you, you go into, you know, it's a now a, a, like a second career. It is. I mean, so I'm a university professor in a school of engineering and my courses are about mostly about the future, the role of technology in the future. And since this experience started with hearing horses almost four years ago, I've had to ask myself, what what would engineering be like if we understood nature to be alive and dynamic and connected, interconnected, and that we're very much a part of it, but only a part of a whole, and that and that what's happening is species actually are always in communication with one another, and we can participate more consciously. How would that change how we do engineering? So actually, Tara, I'm actually able to ask questions of one world about the other world and sort of try to try to figure out how I can take what I'm learning about the fact that horses and humans can understand each other uh, to a, a larger question about what is our responsibility as we engineer our world if, if this world, if this planet is as, li- as alive as it seems to be from what I'm learning to the horses. Right. So, yeah. So I'm, so I'm, able to, I'm able to live in both worlds at one time and navigate both worlds at one time. But the hobby part, you know, when this all first happened to me, I, I was in a meditation one morning asking the universe, what is going on? Why am I hearing horses? What am I supposed to do with this? And that same day I was traveling um, to a conference in Texas and I had to go through Atlanta and I was coming down the escalator towards the trains that take you from one concourse to the other. I was looking to the right to see if that was my train, and I felt almost like a force, a gentle force, turning my head to the left. And just as my head turned to the left, there's a poster mounted on the wall, and it's from an animal advocacy group, and it says, Be the voice for those who cannot speak. And that was my answer. My answer was... You're being asked to be the voice for those who cannot speak horses because their voices are valuable and they need to be heard. So 
you know, not so much a hobby. It's sort of almost like a vocation. It almost feels like fate, you know, a calling that I've said yes to. And I'm very, very honored. I'm very honored to be able to do this. And I'm, I'm trying the best I can to do it wholeheartedly and to be accurate and not to be afraid. The scary part being, you know, I am a professor, and what does it mean that I'm talking to horses? Well, right, all, I right. know is, all I know is I'm supposed to be doing this. Right, right. Well, and, you know, I mean, it does maybe uh, give you a better perspective on on that life is deeper than we know it and, and like you say, how to engineer our world. Maybe mm-hmm. it, it translates into being more conscious somewhere. No, of course. Everything does. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was um, – I years ago, I did a – a video that's called Whispers in the Wind. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. so close to yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a, uh, I was going around to the uh, Native American reservations and talking to the elders and the shaman uh, of each uh, tribe. And I came across the Horse Coalition on the Blackfeet Reservation and stayed uh, near there uh, in teepees for a few days and and we I was among these herds of horses and they were incredible just amazing uh, to to be in the middle uh, we I brought carrots they were so not interested in carrots and they all just wanted to come up and say hi nobody tried to kick and bite but we'd probably be in the middle of my daughter and I and Marla, my best friend, and her daughter Tiffany. We would probably be in, uh, gosh, uh, 30 horses at a time. You know, like just in the middle of them, they would just mull around us, these herds. And they were all, uh, there were three different herds. And so they'd each give the, the turns. They, they wouldn't come to, as a group together. But the one group would come and then, but they would, never think of biting or kicking they were so well adjusted i was just uh, so surprised at the adjustment of them my goodness yeah Uh, and some of them are righty writable you know like uh, this guy that i was interviewing he was uh and i think he's been hurt now and he's not doing it anymore but he his work was phenomenal uh he was taking uh, troubled children and making a difference in their lives. They'd come down to, yeah, with horses Mm -hmm. and with Mm -hmm. teaching them the old ways of just being on the land. Yeah. Yeah. It was really Mm -hmm. an amazing. Yeah. And he, he not only, it was teenagers from all over the world that were coming in actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, it was really an amazing uh, program that he had Mm -hmm. going. And he wasn't really making a lot of money out of it. It was just enough to really feed everybody and and try to keep uh, the horses going. It was all for, about the horses. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad so to hear that this is happening. I mean, I, I'm glad to hear that people are working with other people and horses in this way. But there are certainly pretty ancient traditions of horses being part of the community from most, not all, but most um, of our first peoples here in the U.S. That's, so I'm glad. And I've also read that um, there are a couple of reservations where they're worried about depression and alcoholism among their children, and they're using horses to 
teach them about the old ways and help them remember themselves to the horses. And I, I believe that can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like dolphins, you know. They probably take on a lot of, of you know, they, they're very sensitive once you're involved. Uh, you know, blind kids and and uh, all, crippled children, sometimes even they'll put them on horses for little lessons. It's uh, very nice for, the horses are very, uh, they're tuned in a lot of times to that. Oh, I've seen a, I've seen a child who could not learn how to do math, simple arithmetic, get on a horse and do time tables. But he had to be on the horse. I, I have a, uh, an acquaintance who had a brain uh, tumor, and after surgery she had lost the, the balance of her inner ear, and she'd be nauseous a lot, a lot. When she got on her horse, the nausea would go away and the world would stop spinning. So I think there are some cases where horses actually compensate for what's missing. Um, they're very big-hearted, extremely big-hearted. Uh, physically, the heart, are, relative to their brains, are much larger than ours are, and so they are very heart-centered in their chakras. So a lot of what they do comes from that place. It's if they're healthy horses, right? If they're not in pain and they're healthy horses. Right. So I think part of the reason why they can be such help in our in our own healing is that they, they can really sense where what we need and and sometimes compensate it so we can feel whole, know what it feels like, and then be able to walk towards it more readily because we know what it feels like. Yeah, you know, I was going to tell you my, which is an interesting story anyway, um, my uh, horse Lyrica, uh, who I've had for, oh gosh, now probably 15 or 16 years, she, she uh, was, she's from a champion. And I, I really had the privilege, uh, uh, the, the owner who had the champion, Master's Remedy, his daughter called me for an appointment years ago. And no correlation, she didn't know that I owned one of the horses out of uh, her father's horse ranch. And um, so it was just really kind of fun, you know, because uh, my horse was bred in Del Mar. So nowhere near where where uh, this father's ranch was and stuff. But anyway, uh, she, uh, she was able to tell me, she told me that uh, why uh, the, her dad's horse was the champion. And he had been in a tractor accident when he was young and had crushed half of his skull, I guess. And his he had no sight out of uh, peripheral vision out of his eye. And, uh, and was a little weaker on one side of his body. And the horse would make up for it when they would ride together. And so there was this incredible attunement that he had with that horse when they would be riding for competition. And, but the horse would make up for the comp- whatever he, the lack he was having. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, That's and that exactly horse, what I'm talking uh, about. you know, he's, yes. he's, he's one of the one. Yeah, just exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, very interesting. But uh, yeah, so healers, yeah, very much healers, and that's maybe that's a beautiful message that you're giving everybody. And you know, I want everybody to be able to find Rosalind because she's gonna she's on the circuit upcoming. She's uh, you're you're doing talks, and do you do web webinars yet? <laughs> you know, I'm learning <laughs> about technology. You know, I teach about it, but I don't use it so well. I you know I'm. I'm on Facebook. I'm, I'm trying to do Twitter. 
this is a whole new world for me, Tara. Um, webinars, that's an interesting like idea. It. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. idea. I, I sort of like to be in person with people, but sometimes you just can't. So who knows? Who knows? Right. Now, I, now could you read, like, my horses over through me, or do you, do, or do you have to be with a horse, you think, these days? It's, well, um, if a horse, if I've already met a horse, uh, I can sometimes tap in. I've done that with a, with a horse named, a stallion named Wano, and with a horse named Beauty, who's actually, I'm developing a very interesting relationship with her. I'm writing a book called, probably will be called When Beauty Speaks, uh, because she's become a teacher. She's come to me in visions during a sort of half-wake, half-sleep state. So there's definitely a possibility of making those kind of connections through the ethers. As far as doing a reading with a horse I've never met, I haven't tried. I would be willing to try and willing to say, this isn't working, <laughs> or to see if it would. But I, I don't have an answer to that question because I haven't done that. I haven't done yeah, that. maybe I'll let you practice someday on mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I do know <laughs> no, that fun. I've done it only with a, with Wano. The stallion was having some trouble, and I was able to tap. I was able to find him in a meditative state and ask him how he was feeling and what was going on, and to tell him what was happening with the surgery. So, but again, I, I know I know him pretty well, and I already had a sort of a a line in, as we call it, to that horse. So, let me know if you want to try it someday. We, we can do an experiment. Yeah. Yeah, well, Lyrica, I know, you know, she's, she's been unhappy that she was moved and she, mm -hmm. she was, uh, she was unhappy that she had too much freedom. That mm -hmm. she, she, uh, you know, she was like a little kid who had too much freedom. And so mm -hmm. I was having to bring her around and talk to her that, hey, this is a privilege. <laughs> this is perfect horse world for you. <laughs> you know, you have to know that. You know, I, I I source for for my life, and this is like amazing. We have to like know when we have gifts come to us. So she's she's clicked in now, but it just takes her a few months usually. What's her name? She's very fun. Lyrica. She's poetry. Well, I have poetry and beauty. Lyrica and uh -huh. Bella. Yeah. Well, sorry, uh, I am having the sense that um, while there could have been something about the freedom, there was something about hard to make new friends and. Um, Feeling lonely. Is that possible? Because that oh, yeah. comes right away. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you got it. I think you that was more of, a, more of a problem than the freedom was that she she had made friends, and it, it's not easy for her to venture out on her own and do that, and that, that she was lonely. And, and that's really what was going on there. So I don't know how you can help her with that, but yeah. that comes really yeah. clear, pretty clear. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, you're, no, you're very good. Now, you should be doing it on a long-distance level, too, because that is, that, that's been her problem. She, she doesn't really associate with other horses that well, and she, yeah. you know, I don't know if I just humanize my animals a lot. Uh, yeah, because she's just, she's not. And plus, I, I um, her best friend was with me, but he died last summer, and he's a yeah. dog, mm -hmm. my dog, Hoakon, mm -hmm. who was a mm -hmm. big, huge Samoyed. He died last summer, and so she, that was her best friend. Yeah, so uh -huh. he wasn't down. Yeah. He wasn't with her at the ranch. So, yeah, yeah. She's, she, was, we she, oh. she was really sad about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she just didn't, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't dealing well with the horses. And both my horses are, uh, 
they're not alpha females, but they, they tend to act toward me kind of the same. Um, I'm sorry, I, I missed that. Like, try to... I'm back. Oh. I, I'm here. <laughs> I lost you for a moment. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, anyway, I was just saying they act like, you know, I treat them like twins or something, you know, everything's... Oh, I see. Try to... And so, yeah, I... So, anyway, this other horse, bringing him in, he's a gelding, and so they'll have a boyfriend, so I think that will be probably better for them. Mm. Now... I uh, want everybody to be able to find Broslin. When the horses whisper, it is, uh, I'm sure, at Amazon. And uh, there's also a website, whenthehorseswhisper.com. And Roslyn Byrne, R-O-S-A-L-Y-N-B-E-R-N-E.com. And so you take one-on-one appointments then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Or, or I've worked with groups where everybody will bring their horse. To a barn, and I'll you know I'll go from one to the other. It varies. I'm pretty flexible and amenable. Oh, that's yeah. exciting too! Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, to be on that circuit for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, uh, it's full moon on Sunday. I am having a full moon ceremony. And I've just decided to put it out yesterday. So it's, but I already have people coming in from, from San Francisco and, and, uh, oh, I think I'll only limit it to 20. So if you want to get in for the full moon ceremony, uh, we're going to have it in Calabasas at a, an amazing house in Calabasas. So if anybody, uh, wants to sign up for that, you can go to terrasetfin.com and it's under full moon is the tab for that, or you can find it on Facebook or Twitter. But, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, full moon, it's such a, an amazing time. It's 24 degrees, oh, 26 degrees Virgo. And that means it's all about music and, and poetry and adventures. And it's a really amazing moon this month, month as far as giving us a break. Uh, it's all about a gift instead of a lesson for the whole month. So going into spring is going to be a, a really beautiful time. But uh, uh, so Rosalind, you're going to be in Virginia for a for a seminar, and also uh, where else are you going to be for a seminar? Costa Upcoming Rica, is that Costa Rica? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica. Uh, with this herd that I apparently now I'm, I'm a member of, because <laughs> I know them very well, and these horses are, are so used to doing this kind of work with people. But we have a lot of horses in Virginia, so I feel that I should provide uh, some kind of support for people here. This is my home state. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what I'm open to the guidance of the universe and where I'm needed, and we shall see how it unfolds. But I'm delighted to hear from anyone that wants to explore possibilities for working with me and to see how I can be helpful. Yeah, maybe Kentucky. Kentucky's right there by Virginia. My gosh, you know, I just, I just love trip. Kentucky mm-hmm. and horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I think maybe I'll find my way there before too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe in California upcoming too, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah definitely to need to be on your, your full moon. List. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I wish I uh, wish I could be there with you on on the full moon celebration, but maybe I'll take my recorder out and play it, knowing that this is about music. And think of you all, and send you well wishes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, because it's really an amazing month, and and knowledge, deep knowledge. It's a, it's really quite a a breath of fresh air. This this moon uh, upcoming for the month. You know, I I teach people to source the whole month, but you know that. Moon is just an incredible uh, strength uh, on the planet as far as moving the oceans. Uh, all the waters of the earth and, uh, you know, it's a time of kind of opening up our energy and really making it work. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm explaining that well as we have to go now off the air. But thank you, Rosalind. For thank you, Tara. All the, the best to you. Yeah, thank you. you. Okay. Yeah, happy full moon. Blessings. You too. And happy year of the horse. Yeah, happy year of the horse, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take Thank care. you. You too. Bye-bye. Blessings, everyone. Thank you for sharing your time with Tara Sutphin. Find out more about Tara's work, upcoming seminars, and meditations to help you fulfill your dreams by visiting her website at tarasutphin.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.